0: Good morning and welcome to episode 70 of Beating Around the Bush podcast. The Beating Around the Bush podcast is simply an extension of my column that appears weekly in the Carroll News Leader and are simply my opinions, my observations and the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. Episode 70 entitled There is only one true lamb. And we'll get to Uh, the discussion about the title of today's podcast in a few minutes. Uh, But, well, before the end of this podcast, a little late getting started today. had some errands that I needed to run, Uh, some of those pertaining to the Carroll County Sports Hall of Fame, which is coming up uh, just almost a month from now on may the 6th and for those listeners of mine out there those five and i'm i'm sure you've made your donation to hayden high school since the last podcast so we can get a new scoreboard if you remember uh from the last podcast you five listeners y'all have the money but the uh, carroll county sports hall of fame i'm chairman of the carroll county sports hall of fame uh technically in my uh fourth year i think or my third I think it's my fourth as being chairman uh, because we did have one year canceled uh, due to COVID, as a lot of other things in this world were canceled uh, because of COVID. But anyway, that's coming up on May the 6th. And uh, if you get a chance, you want to buy a ticket, see me or one of the board members, and uh, it's going to be a fun evening. We'll honor. Seven new inductees, I believe, because I think Honey is putting in three, McKenzie putting in two, and then West Carroll, Brewston, and Clarksburg uh, collectively are doing one apiece. So that's seven, if I've got my math correct. Uh, There'll be some names going in this year that you'll remember or that you've heard of. And uh, two of those are kind of tied to each other, although they're coming in from two different areas. I know David e, uh, David Hale for uh, West Carroll area is going into Sports Hall of Fame this year, as long along with Bill Ezell. Uh Both of those guys, Bill, Bill being from Huntington, both of them good friends, uh, coach together, uh, know each other real well, and uh, uh, but they're both going into the Hall of Fame. Carroll County Sports Hall of Fame together. I think Huntingdon's other two are Danny Woodard and Ray Crossno. they used to call him Bull, uh, going in for Huntington. Uh, Derek Carr and Jerry Eskew going in from McKenzie. Uh, Jared Edwards from Brewston. Erica Seals from uh, Clarksburg. And, of course, I just mentioned David Hale from uh, West Carroll area. But anyway, that's coming up May the 6th. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, We also, during that time, will honor two students. Excuse me. And uh, we will honor two students from each area of the county uh, for a boy and girl from each school for their academic and athletic prowess. So uh, something to look forward to again. If you want to get a ticket, go to Chamber of Commerce. Or you can contact me and I'll make sure you get one. $15 ticket. Just wanted to kind of address that because, you know, we've we been talking about different things. And uh, the uh, last week, you know, the storm, Easter's coming up this weekend. I'm supposed to predicted to have some more severe storms tomorrow. So everybody buckle down. My wife and I are headed to Texas Thursday afternoon to see the grandkids. So we'll be out of town uh, this weekend, been running some errands this morning, as I mentioned, kind of getting late started on the podcast. I don't think anybody notices that I ever do one on Tuesday until later in the afternoon anyway, so it's before lunch. So we'll get this published uh, before the day's over. You know, I mentioned last week running across a, a, a kid that uh, I I coached in All-Stars in the league, uh, that being Marquis Tate. And it, it just so happens that not exactly the same thing. <laughs> Uh, But a kid, one of my favorite players that ever played at Huntington, ran across him today twice, as a matter of fact. Uh, he was at the uh, post office when I went by the post office earlier this morning, and then I saw him coming out of Walmart. Uh, but Logan DeBold, or DeBold, uh, it was pronounced both ways, but he played a fullback and linebacker at Huntington. Uh, went on to play at Bethel. Uh, he's now in real estate and told me uh, earlier today, just moved back into Huntington. And uh, I think he'd been living over at Dresden. He does, I think, a real estate over that way and stuff. And uh, uh, But he, he and his wife moved back to Huntington. They are redoing a house, he told me. But it's I, mean, I just enjoy seeing those kids from the past. Of course, he he, he knew me because he played with my nephew. And uh, we just had a good time, a good kid, another good kid. And uh, we talked about Marquis Tate last week. And it's amazing how you can, uh, in two weeks' time, uh, come up and meet another former uh, Mustang because, you know, there there was a, and I'll never forget, it was uh, last year, not this past football season, football season before last, uh, when we had the uh, big pep rally uh, before the Trenton game, if you'll remember that, during football season, and uh, ended Trenton's 44-game winning streak. And now we own a two-game winning streak over Trenton, by the way, and we'll get to extend that to three. Uh, this fall, as now they are in our district, I believe. Uh, but uh, at that pep rally, I, you know, they had the old Mustangs, uh, former Mustangs, including myself, if you want to call me that, uh, in attendance and, you know, had a big ceremony and all this big pep rally, and it was all, it was all good. But uh, as we met in the uh, cafeteria at the high school, and I won't ever forget this. Uh, Because, you know, you had these guys that played back in the 60s that were in that room. Some guys maybe even in in the late 50s that are still alive playing, uh, that played back in the 50s. They were there. And, of course, I played in the 70s. And, you know, a lot of the former Mustangs were there. And then they had all the current uh, Mustangs there also. And then we were going to parade into the gym in front of the crowd. Uh, But I remember Steve Barnett and uh steve barnett one of all-time greats as far as mustang football goes and he had some health problems for a few years and uh, uh involving his liver and uh you know he was there's not anybody more passionate about hunting and football than steve barnett i used to walk the sidelines up there at old pew field uh, up where the middle school is now they had that big thick wire that stretched from light pole to light pole or light standard to light standard and uh, he, he and a, a contingent of uh, other fans would walk that entire wire as the ball moved up and down the field. They would follow the ball. Of course, you can't do that now at Paul Ord stadium. It's a little different. And Steve's got a grandson, that's one of the best quarterbacks in West Tennessee, in Gray Eubanks. And, but Steve, that night, getting back to the point I was making, he uh, told all those young kids in there, those that were still wearing Mustang jerseys, he said, I want you boys to know something. He had tears in his eyes. That's how passionate he is about this kind of stuff. But he had tears in his eyes. Once you're a Mustang, you're always a Mustang. And that sticks with me because I wasn't a very good player. I'd be the first to admit it. Didn't spend a lot of time on the field. But I'm still a former Mustang. It never leaves you. And to run across Marquis Tate and Logan DeBold this past uh. Uh, or today and, and Marquee last week, they're former Mustangs. It's it's a bond that's unbreakable. Uh, trust me, it's unbreakable. But rambling a little bit, but hey, as I say often, uh, title, one of the disclaimers on this podcast is the usual ramblings of an old sports writer. So I can ramble if I want to. It's my podcast. You know, I look around the room right now as I'm uh, uh, taping this uh, to publish a little bit later on. I don't see anybody that's going to keep me from doing whatever I want to do. So anyway, with all that being said, let's get into last week a little bit. And and, and last night, some is uh, still wasn't as busy this week or this past week as was the week before uh, because with my PA duties at high school for baseball, it kind of restricts even more where I can be at certain times uh you know last week i mentioned uh, as i did the podcast that i, I went to Phillies game on monday i uh, left that game a little early and then went to a baseball game i do that so i can get pictures for both of them uh tonight's gonna be a little more difficult uh, i had a choice last night of going to either gibson county or martin the Phillies played at Gibson County, winning 7 1 to, to to go 4 0 in the district. A big district game coming up tonight, by the way, as they all square off against Martin Westview. And I am hate, I'm going to miss that because that's the team, that's the first hump that the Phillies have to get over. Uh, the way they've structured the district tournament the last couple of years, or since we've moved up to 2A, that whoever finishes first gets to host the district. So first place is on line tonight, although they'll play twice. Uh, They'll play at Martin Westfield a little bit later on in the season. But Tuesdays are a problem uh, right now because – and I'm going to be honest about something, so I I need to be honest about it. Because I enjoy doing public – Announcing, or the, the PA, as you would say. Uh, I enjoy doing that. I, I've always felt that it needs to be done professionally. Uh, you need to sound like, you know, it that it's, you know, it needs to have a professional, uh, as best I can with my country accent, uh, that it can be. And I, I've been a lot of places where the PA announcers sounded. Terrible, and I'm always told I have the voice for it. And I don't know. That's I mean, to me, my voice sounds different when I listen to it than in what over a tape than it does when I'm listening to it as of like like right now. But uh I just think it needs to be done a certain way. But I enjoy doing it. I've always enjoyed doing it, and have done it on uh, a lot of occasions, uh, on and off. Uh, I've done baseball now. Gosh, you know, uh, probably five or six years at two different times, and. Uh, it's just something I have a passion for, but, you know, and I, get, I don't get paid anything for it. Don't ask for anything. Uh, but uh, I do it because Alan Eubanks, for example, has the same thought about it I do. You, you, you want it to sound as best you can. And so not that that's why he asked that I do it, but uh, there's not many people that do. That kind of stuff so i do it but what it does is it restricts me because i try to go to one baseball game one softball game at least per week because i need pictures for the newspaper and i know uh, if you're soccer fans track of field fans uh, middle school baseball for example some of y'all are probably mad that i'm i'm not or upset that i'm i don't make your games as much as i do baseball and softball but in all honesty when people are going to pick up the newspaper that's what they're going to put the priorities on and that that has to do with advertising also in the newspaper not that those other sports are not important do not get me wrong because they are i love the fact that they have all these different sports and and it keeps kids busy uh but in some cases you know you go to a soccer game for example Uh, i don't understand the game all that much because I never played it, didn't have it, didn't watch it much. Uh, it's just been existence uh, in high school here the last couple of years. but you look in the stands and, and you understand what I'm talking about. There were more people last night at the baseball game than there's probably been in two or three soccer games combined. That's just I mean that's just being honest. but I, and I try to make soccer games and track field games as much as I can, but it presents a problem because on Monday I have a choice. You go to the Phillies game or the boys game. So what? Sometimes here's what my thought is: is if I can go to the boys game, for example, on Monday, then Tuesday. And the way they've got it structured is the boys are going to play a district game, or that's what they're in kind of involved in right now. Is they play on a away game with a district opponent on Monday, then they swap up on Tuesday. And then that same district component plays at Hayden on Tuesday. So if they play at Hayden on Tuesday, guess what? I have to be there because of the PA duties. So Monday, I got choice, boys or girls. So I look at what hap- happening Thursday. <coughs> so that determines where I'm going Monday. So this week, what I decided to do was go to Martin last night and get boys pitchers. Well, tonight, my wife is going to go to the girls' game on my behalf. Bless her heart. Thank her for doing that and take some pictures. That'll get me pictures for the newspaper because I cannot do that Thursday because as soon as she gets out of school Thursday, we're headed to uh, Texas to see the grandkids. So, in order for us to make everything work, she's helping me out. And that's that puts a strain on her a little bit because she likes to go in her greenhouse and do stuff when she gets off work and that kind of stuff. And, uh, game is at five today. If the boys game had started at six 30, I might could have squeezed 30 or 40 minutes in at the girls game. The girl game starts at five boys starts at six. So I need to be at the boys game five fifteen at the latest. Get start lineups, get everything ready to go uh, for my duties. But anyway, I know you didn't want probably hear all that, but, it's the truth but girls uh again they won last night seven to one over gibson county it's twice they've beaten gibson county this year westview tonight uh phillies i think are 11 and 2 on the season or 12 and 2 on the season one of the two uh but they play westview tonight again uh, for first place in the district so that'll be good uh last week uh, they won over Union City and Milan during the week. And, of course, uh, severe weather uh, changed their schedule last week as they were supposed to play down at that Dog Pound tournament in Milan, instead played uh, Southside on the hill. Natalie Kreisker did not pitch. Uh, they got beat 5-1, to only their second loss of the year. So they've lost to two teams. It doesn't matter, Henry County and, and Southside, uh, because they'll never see them later on in the season. It doesn't affect. Uh, their different classification doesn't affect uh, their district standings. They're winning the games they're supposed to. And let's, hope, let's hope they do tonight. I know Josie Sanders, for example, is on a tear. Uh, she hit a home run last night down in Gibson County uh, in that win. Uh, Natalie Kreisiger only pitched three innings. Uh, uh, Bailey Carey came in, pitched the final four, I believe. And, uh, uh, you know, there's a freshman, I think, is what she is It's going to add. Uh, to the mix and make the Phillies better, even better uh, later on. But uh, giving Natalie a little rest uh, for that game tonight. Boys, last week, we talked about the boys, a little concerned about the boys, to be honest with you, last week, uh, because, uh, you know, they just got blown out down at Milan on Monday, 10 to nothing, and then got beat 5 to 1 in the return trip, uh, the history Tournament Tuesday. And then they started that Diamond Club Classic on Wednesday. Well, on Wednesday they played, and I missed that one because they had good church, uh, but they lost to Adamsville, like 8-1, to I believe is what the score was. You know, hey, we're floundering, right? And I talked about that last week. Well, all of a sudden, they've kind of turned the corner. Uh, That corner got turned, I think, against Camden on Thursday. Uh, they played Camden in the first of uh, a double header. It wasn't their doubleheader, it was a part of the classic, as Lexington and McKenzie played the second game Thursday. But the Mustangs won over Camden nine to four. I'm gonna talk to John Taylor, another one of those former Mustangs. He's the head coach at Camden. He's been over there for fifteen years coaching. And there is the he is a good, good guy. I won't tell you, he's a good guy. Uh, I always enjoy talking to him uh, when I go when I see him. Camden, we don't play him that much. Next year is going to change all that because we're all going to be in the same district. Uh, but his assistant, Christian Vick, uh, I know him. I know him well now, and uh, you know. So we, I stood over at dugout, talked to them for a few minutes. before every uh, went and got out of Newbanks's uh, starting lineup. That's just you know, you know. John's a good guy, but you know, and he'll tell you he's young. And he's struggling a bit, but so is Allen Eubanks. But won a game nine to four. Saw your reins. Uh, Got to start on the mound for the Mustangs that night. uh, Pitched well. He pitched six innings in that game, and uh, he's a freshman. And then Saturday, of course, storms came through here Friday, and uh, created a havoc for everybody. And but the Mustangs played McKenzie on a windy, windy Saturday afternoon at 11 o'clock. And uh, that's the day we sold all of our sheep, and that's what we're going to get around to in a minute about the lamb thing uh, before we sign off today. But uh, they beat McKenzie five to three, started another freshman on a mound, and Owen Kreisiger. Owen pitched six innings. Saturday against McKenzie, gave up two runs. Only one of them was earned. He struck out three. But here's the stat that really amazed me. He did not walk a single batter. Not one single batter. And for a freshman, and you look at Owen and he looks like he's five years old. You know, he's, you know, he's five, seven, maybe as tall as I am. I bet he don't weigh 100 pounds. Boy, he throws the baseball pretty good. He threw strikes, and that's what you want. So I had talked to Allen last week, and we were talking about uh, struggles. And he said, we just don't have a lot of pitching. And some of the people he depended on to start the season, like, you know, Easton Byers uh, was going to be his number one. And Easton pitched the first game uh, of the season against McKenzie. The first game that they won, they've, you know, they're three and nine right now, I think it is, or three and 10. And Easton got the win against McKenzie. And then in the second game, as he was playing third base, but he felt something pop in his side, uh, tore a muscle of some kind, and three to six weeks is what they said. Uh, three at the best, six is what they suggested. So, and it's been almost three weeks. Uh, I don't know what his status is right now, but he's not playing. There goes your number one pitcher. And then a uh, couple of the other pitchers, Allen's pitchers have struggled a little bit that he was going to put in the rotation. So, Allen just said, we don't, we're struggling in the pitching department. He said, I said, what well, have you thought about it? just throwing the freshman out there? He said, I think that's what we're going to do. So, uh, what you're going to see, well, what you saw last night, they, they lost one to nothing. Uh, over at Martin, my Martin had a, a Westview had a real good left-handed pitcher. Threw hard. Uh, we were we we struggled to hit him. I think we might have had one hit, maybe two. And they scored their run as uh, Quincy Hamilton. You'll remember him from basketball and football. He's going to play uh, football at Martin, but he singled, uh, then stole second and. Well, he got bunted to second, and then as he was, uh, they were throwing out the guy at first on the bunt. He, there was nobody covering third, so he took off for third. Uh, Gray Eubanks tried to cover third from his shortstop position. The Throw was wild. Uh, he scored that's only run of the game. But Caleb Bezel, another freshman, pitched that ball game last night and only allowed maybe two hits. And and threw the ball over the plate. I uh, may he may have walked one. But Allen's what Allen's going to do. That's what he told me he was going to do. He, he's going to pitch. He pitched Caleb last night. Tonight, he's going back with Sawyer Reigns. And then Thursday, uh, as they play Thursday, I think it's USJ uh, and down in Medina, uh, he's going to pitch Owen Kreisiger. So, freshman, freshman, freshman. And why not? You know, and then yesterday in the JV game, got there early enough to see a little bit of the JV game, and. He started Braylon Deerman, another freshman that's got a live arm. So I'm gonna tell you folks, just hang on, just just hang on. Uh, there's there's uh those middle school teams are supplying lots of talent to that high school level, and when you're you're starting two or three freshmen, well when you're starting three freshmen on the mound, you know he's able play some shortstop. Uh, you know you're 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 in pretty good shape. You're in real good shape as far, especially, you know, he doesn't have any pitching now, but he's going to have some down the line. So they get that return visit from Martin tonight. If the rain holds off, and I think he's probably going to, it's been cloudy and overcast all day, but, hey, you know, that's it happens. But anyway, so you uh, and I doing nothing, get out and uh, go see a baseball game or a softball game. Uh, both of them all the be very entertaining tonight. But as I mentioned earlier, and I'm going to finish uh, my time that I have on this podcast with uh, uh, some thoughts uh, that I'd like to share with you. You know, I've been doing this podcast now for a year and a half, and it's it, it's been good. I, I've enjoyed doing it. And over the years, uh, you know, I think we all have situations that change our lives. And, and I've had a lot of those that have changed uh, various things. But, you know, Saturday, and I mentioned this, uh I had that ball game. The schedule started at 11 against McKenzie this past Saturday. Uh, they moved it back to one, and it was real windy. Uh, but we had decided last week, my wife and I, that we have all these sheep. We had had 20 sheep counting three lambs, or four lambs, I'm sorry. And we're just using them to make dryer balls, and we've got about 15 bags or so of fleece in the loft of the barn that are just sitting there that hadn't been used yet. And all that we do with the sheep is shear them once a year, which is not my favorite day. And we decided to sell them. We thought it'd take a while. We posted them on Craigslist or wherever she posted them on, like, Tuesday. Well, and a Thursday, guy calls and wants to buy all of them. Wants to buy all of them, and that's why we were trying to sell them. We actually gave him a puppy to go with it. And so he came Saturday and got them all. Well, what am I leading to? And it popped up on one of my memories on Facebook this morning as uh, Easter approaches, and regardless— of what you might think about me, and I don't mind saying this. Uh, I, I, My life is filled, and it's on a constant basis. Even though sometimes I'll fall down in the mud, my life is filled with the good Lord. I'll be honest with you. I, just, I, I look for Him for guidance, and no telling how many times over and over and over i have apologized to god for some of the decisions i've made and he's accepted me every time and he's accepted those apologies and it continues to work in my life Uh, because even when we're disobedient he remains faithful to us i've been teaching a class on judges at church and over in Paris. And that's the nation of Israel over and over and over was disobedient to God. Then he would raise up a different judge to lead the country. The judge would die and Israel. The nation of Israel would go right back into disobedience. Then there would come another judge. Then they would prosper. And then that judge would die, and the same cycle would start all over again. And it reminded me so much of us as people. We Don't, don't we do that? Aren't we disobedient at times? And uh, we flounder around in our uh, selfishness, but God's always faithful. And he was so faithful. And I think of that every time. And I remember seeing this on my memory on Facebook, so I mentioned a minute ago, pop up. We had a lamb born about this time last year. And, you know, it's always special time when little baby goats are born, uh, little baby lambs are born. But there was only one lamb, that the, the true lamb that was born uh, over 2,000 years ago so that I can stand here or I can sit here in this case and tell you about my mistakes, tell you about my failures, tell you about my times of disobedience. But because of that lamb that was sacrificed on that cross, and I mention all that uh, because uh, Easter's coming up, and we shouldn't just remember that time of crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ on that third day just because it's Easter. I mention it's on my mind constantly. And it's what helps me get through my life, my day, uh, and I hope that it does yours. And I didn't mean to be preaching, but it's Easter. It's my podcast, and I can do what I want to. But I really, truly believe that. So we'll be back next week. And again, as I always say, we'll be back, and we'll try to do it even better.